It's 9.30, and that means it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I'm here, or at least uh, on the phone with my fabulous <laughs> co-host, Linda Perkins. Hi, Linda. Good, good morning, Marianne. I got my apron on. Yay. Which apron? <laughs> which apron? Which apron? You have my, a... my rattiest and most favorite. <laughs> well, it's, what... It's funny, I... Go ahead. Uh, Becky Tonkin made it, you know, yeah. years ago, and I just love it. And so I brought it to her uh, before the pandemic, but to make another one. But I love this one so much, even though I have the brand new one that is exactly the same. I wear the ratty one. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. That's the way we are about favorite things. Uh, what are you cooking yeah. in that? You're wearing your apron. Why? You... Well, uh, you may remember that I got um, a bunch of cookbooks because I was despondent, and that's my cure, actually. If I'm really happy, I get a bunch of cookbooks. If I'm really angry, I get a bunch of cookbooks. <laughs> Pretty much my answer for everything. <laughs> but um, there was a, a cookbook that I got. What is it called? Slow Fires. Slow Fires by um, Justin Smiley. I'm sure that's not how you say it. But um, uh, anyway, there was a, a recipe in there. So Slow Fires, you think of things that are braised and grilled and roasted, you know, slowly. And there was this recipe for this... Um, sort of like a pizza, but but it was a pizza that only had cheese. It's called Nancy Silverton's Focaccia di Stracchino with artichoke and arugula salad. Well, that was a lot of words. But um, what it is, is it's a, um, a pizza dough that has a whole lot of olive oil in it, and you roll it super thin, but it doesn't have any yeast. So all you oh. do is you make it, and you let it rest for like half an hour, and then you roll it out super thin, put it on a pizza pan, and then you put some olive oil and some fresh mozzarella on it. And then you roll out another piece super thin, put it on top, mozzarella, sea salt on the top, and, and you bake it. But I grilled mine, which is, is, is just a fine alternative. I just didn't I just didn't want to put it in the oven. My pizza pan is slightly larger than will allow the, the um, oven door to close. <laughs> super important. <laughs> kind of important. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was just something new to try. It has an arugula salad. But it, it kind of made me think of how we're like changing things for the pandemic because I had a little tub of those, I, I call bucatini, those little marinated fresh mozzarella balls. Yeah. So I didn't have any fresh mozzarella to shred, but I just had those little balls and those are fine. I put that on there. And then um, it calls for fresh um, um, artichokes that you peel and you slice on a mandolin and you put them in ice water till they curl and then you cook them and good Lord. Well, I had some marinated artichokes, so I just cut those up. <laughs> and and both of those substitutions worked just fine. So it ended up being like a um, a cracker almost, um, like maybe four-fifths of the way from pie crust to cracker. It was just a little tiny bit pie crusty. And then um, I'm just cheese in the middle, you know, salt, and I put some spices on there too, or rather some herbs, you know, just like pizza herbs. Uh -huh. and, and it was really good. And then there's a, a fresh salad on top and the artichoke hearts are really good with the arugula. It was really good. I love uh, fresh salad on top of pizza for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering on, on the, uh, the crust for this, is it just uh -huh. flour and salt and oil? What is it? Yeah. And there's some, there's some water too, but it was so interesting because I mean, I, I just rarely make anything that's like that without yeast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like the, when you roll out, it's like silly putty. That's that's kind of what oh, it felt like. Oh, yeah. And then um, there's no, like, well, you had to let it rest. So 
um, I would roll it out about a third of the way, let it rest five minutes, roll it out another third, let it rest because it resisted being rolled out the whole way. But it was, um, there just wasn't that spring, not like puffiness, but like spring back kind of um, toughness to something that has yeast and, you know, the gluten has been forming. Right. And so when I picked it up, oh, it just tore everywhere. I mean, it just tore and tore and tore. There was just no keeping it together because it's like 18 inches around. That's a big, round, thin piece of dough. But then it, it just smushed together just fine once it was on the pan. But it was just entirely different than a yeast dough. It was really funny. Huh. Interesting and layered. So, yeah. 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 So one layer down and then nothing like a big, thick pizza pie where you, you know, yeah. do that with pizza and you got sauce and cheese and ingredients in there. It The cheese melted down and the whole thing was really thin. And um, it was just, it was, it's something that would be like if you're making an Italian dinner, it would be a different and interesting first course. And it's just, that's the thing with when you get your cookbooks. It's fun to try something yeah. that you've never tried before, you know? Well, you you can't live long enough to try all the things in all your cookbooks because seriously, you have a lot. <laughs> you have a lot because of cookbooks. Did you, or did you enter them all in to eat your books? No, not yet. No. Nope. Okay. No. Because um, uh, my fingers would bleed. <laughs> <laughs> from all the piping (laughs) oh my gosh you have to enter uh for people who haven't done eat your books you can enter by isbn number which is usually what i do and um then it just knows what book you're talking about and it enters and and everything in it yeah 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 so great i use it a lot (laughs) really great have you been making anything new uh, nothing really new, but it, what I, I I was I paused to think about something the other day. I, I made uh, stuffed peppers for dinner, oh, and yeah. um, I used some pork sausage and a lot of uh, veg, mushrooms, and mm-hmm. uh, other you know peppers, the parts you cut off, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I I you know what I just don't think I've ever bought a pre-made pork sausage that I really love. And I'm talking about okay. everything from the kind in a plastic tube to the yeah. to the gourmet, you know, fancy schmancy pork sausage. I don't what is with pork sausage? I I think I'd I I prefer to just get ground pork and yeah. do it myself. That's what that's what I do. Do you? So I, I yeah, I do like Italian pork sausage that I can buy already spiced, but but, but I'm with you on just pork sausage. I just, um, for different things, I want different flavors in there, and I just buy the ground pork. Yeah. I think that that's the way to go. And we're it, if we're lucky, we have fresh oregano and uh, yeah. and it, it, parsley and garlic and all of the good yeah. things that we want to put in there, whatever we want to put in there. Yeah. But I'm always uh, not happy with yeah. it and yeah. um and I really noticed it with stuffed peppers because that's a star of the you know I mean it's like one of the two main ingredients so yeah if, yeah. if, if it isn't really good I'm like why did I buy yeah. that yeah. why did I buy well, it and and so much of, of what I cook is Asian and so then I need an entirely different flavor profile but it uses yes. a lot of ground pork and so then for me it's just economical to buy ground pork and spice part of it how I want it and then the rest of it in an entirely different way you know yeah so yeah (laughs) well I um uh there's a magazine that I really like called fine cooking I mean I love that magazine it's been around 
boy, at least 25 years. And I think a, so, yeah. Yeah, Totem Press products. And I just really like the recipes in it. And there's a lot of recipes that I use, and they're all online, and they don't make you pay for them, you know, like some magazines. And, and um, they look at articles. I've always just really liked them. And so the other day I was going to um, – I am allergic to shrimp. And I'm allergic to shellfish. And so um, if I am going to cook it, I need a recipe that tells me exactly what to do because I can't taste it. Do you, do you know right, what I mean? right. So you need something really reliable. you got to trust Really it. reliable yeah. and exact. And so that's, that's um, I've always liked, I'm a garden. I've always liked fine cooking. There's different places I feel I can go. I can try something new and it's, it's not going to be horrible because I won't be able to tell if it's horrible before I serve it, you know? Right. So, um, um, there's a shrimp recipe. I love that they have, and it's just online. So, you know, I don't need to print it. I don't need to do anything. And I went to look for it the other day and it was gone. And all of fine cooking was absolutely gone, wiped from the internet. And it's been bought by some other magazine, but rather than do anything with the content, they just, just, got rid of it all anything I could think of any recipe I could think of from fine cooking any any article that I could remember from fine cooking and when you google it the old thing you used to click on is still there but it redirects to this new magazine and an article called Eva Longoria talks Prosecco and breakfast tacos which is exactly the kind of content that I do not want yeah oh so anyway that was something that happened. Yeah, so, so it got it got swallowed up by a, a cooking magazine that you wouldn't subscribe to. So no, uh-uh, yeah, no, because yeah. it's it's basically yeah. cooking gossip. Yeah, yeah, that, and you know it's most of them. And also uh, uh, yeah. talking about reliable recipes, if you really want to be able to trust a recipe, there are very small number of publications that you can trust that way Uh, because it is a big heavy lift to come up with a magazine's worth of Mm -hmm. uh, brilliant recipes every month or however often Mm -hmm. um, that actually work so you know Mm -hmm. the the publications that are willing to do that you know make that lift are very small yeah Um, very small number and and um, the the also um, blogs wanting clicks, you know, just yeah, doesn't yeah. this look, you know, it's the the best thing ever. No, it's not, but you say <laughs> it in the hoping that people will click. And then also chefs and their egos. Oh, look how different I am. Well, you know, I just really don't want any blueberry in with my scrod and black beans. I mean, it's just you know what I mean. It's it's just no, that's that's not what I'm going to be able to put in front of my family. And, and, yeah. And not be ridiculed. So, so, but there's also that that thing to want to be seen as as edgy and auteur, and and yeah. um, so there's there's all kinds of things well, uh, kind of working working against um, yeah. you having a reliable source of recipes. I think also in their defense, if there if there's any defensible point (laughs) it might be I mean you and I are home cooks we're home cooks we're cooking for people we love we're not doing uh, nouvelle cuisine per se we're not we're taking pieces of a lot of different kinds of styles of cooking but basically we're cranking out something in the kitchen two or three meals a day every single day and plopping it on the table (laughs) hoping that it's good (laughs) and also we're we're taking cues from the people we cook for about what they like and what they don't like so all of those very um uh edgy new uh 
recipes that require you to have uh, an entire package of an ingredient you're only going to use once is not yeah. it those are not for home cooks like you and I yeah like so. like my family if I make something like that they are so afraid and I don't know why but they are so afraid that if they say they don't like it that then I'm going to make them cook and so what they do is they all put their teeth together like they don't they don't move their teeth. Their teeth are clenched and they say, "Oh, this is very fancy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's that's how I get told. <laughs> okay, it's code, right? It's yep, yep, code. yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, I you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't even, even if I had uh, someone in my household that was like dying to try something cutting, it, cutting edge, I don't think I would do it because for me, it's too wasty. It, it requires yeah, yeah. me to go get something that I wouldn't normally have and then not yeah. have a way to use it all. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I need uh, uh, canned tomatoes and... <laughs> Yeah, I need stuff in my pantry that I can actually use. So yeah, and and my my family's not like that. But I'll have friends who'll say, "Ooh, can you make this for me?" And it's something from the New York Times, and it's a layered banana parfait. And I'm just like, "Uh, nope, <laughs> <laughs> nope." I mean, I I've gotten good enough to be able to say, "Nope." Yeah, in, <laughs> in self defense. <laughs> also, it does nothing for your reputation as a good cook to be have to cook something that you know is not going to be good. So yeah. 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 That's right. Uh, you know, I, I realize that I have uh, talked the subject of potatoes nigh unto death, but... I know, but sometimes you just get a, a bug, and that's that's another part about being a home cook, you know? Like, how, you know, just you, you get something, and you just want to yeah. keep making it and figuring out how, yeah. how what works for you to get a good recipe. Or you put potatoes in the garden and then they, then they, <laughs> they started coming on and then it started yeah. raining and you dug up the last of them and now you got a big honking pile of potatoes to use. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been, you know, looking for new ways because I have really tried a lot of potato recipes <laughs> lately, but one that I haven't tried, but I am going to try between now and the next time we talk on the radio is okay. uh, a hash brown crust for quiche. Oh, I've done that. Have you? Yeah, yeah. And it it's a heck so of a lot of work. Oh. It's really a lot of work. Um, and it's not, and, and my experience was it was not worth it like time three i'm so happy to have the tip because i you really? know you because you know how i was about the roasted potatoes being too much work yeah. and they're totally yeah, no. worth it but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's it was it was just so much work and it just um wasn't worth it at all and um hard to cut and then just once all the keys like soaked down in there the things that were good about hash browns were just sort of negated does that make sense yes so it just, no, it wasn't worth it at all, and it was really a lot of work. Okay, good to know. Hey, everybody, yeah. don't bother with it. <laughs> that's what we're, that's basically what we're saying. I'm going to yeah. take a really quick uh, sec here and remind everybody that Food Talk is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web, which, by the way, Linda Perkins, I'm stunned that those two really fine organizations are willing to attach their name to the show. <laughs> That speaks well for their, you know, I don't know what, their 
a willingness to put up with whatever. I was thinking it was desperation. <laughs> uh, they haven't asked us to stop saying that, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> They're scared. They're scared. They're scared. So I found another uh, recipe for a potato. It's called potato cake. It's French. Huh. And the thing oh, that's remarkable about it, <laughs> yeah, right, gâteau, <laughs> is that um, the the thing that was remarkable about it. I'm not going to make it, but I had to mention it because the, this is so French. It has eight tablespoons of butter in it, and it is a recipe for that serves four people. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. <laughs> so we each wow. get two tablespoons of butter. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow is oh. right. So what does it look like? It's a cake. It's it's like uh, it it actually looks like a frittata with a little more loft to it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not making it either. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not making <laughs> no. eight no, tablespoons of butter for four people. No, <laughs> not. Um, well, uh, I was. Go ahead. Oh, I was oh. talking about that pizza before. You know that I made that little with pizza no cracker like yeah. thing with yeah. And so, um, uh, you know, that was okay. It wasn't like a big hit. The guys were like, oh, this is fancy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I made a pizza pretty soon after. And um, I've been having a lot of luck lately freezing pizza dough. You know, it's just no- nothing I really ever did in the past. And I think it's because I wasn't using pizza dough fast enough that, that it was working. You know, I'd let it sit in the freezer for six months. And I don't think you can do that. But um, I just make my pizza dough recipe, which makes enough for three pizzas. And if I'm making one pizza, I just wrap up two of the, the doughs and stick them in the freezer. And then um, I'll, I'll take one and I'll, I'll stick it in the fridge the night before or early in the morning, the evening that I'm going to need it, you know. And then I take it out of the fridge about two hours before I'm going to roll it out. And, and it's been working really, really well. And um, it's something that's making cooking all the time easier. Yeah. And it's something that just never worked for me before. So I thought through it and I think it's just because I was leaving them in there longer than two months, which I, I don't think you can really leave yeasted products in the freezer when you freeze them yourself. You don't have the benefit of the special freezers, you know, that. Right. The big f- flash freeze kind have. of thing. Yeah. 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 I, I wonder, I, I, don't, I don't even know, Linda, how you deal with having multiple freezers in terms of being able to find, I mean, do you, (laughs) talk to me about how you do your freezers. I mean, do you have a freezer that's just for animal products and one that's just for baked goods? How do you do it to even find? Well, I don't, I don't have a lot of frozen baked goods, but I do have a lot of frozen soup because that's something that we just eat a lot of. And for me, when there's a lot of something available, I'm just going to make a bunch of soup and I stick it in 24 ounce deli containers and I put it in the freezer. So I have a soup freezer and then, I know it's ridiculous how many freezers I have, but you've got to remember, I pick a lot of berries. Yeah. And so I've got um, freezers, a couple of them for blackberries and strawberries and raspberries and all the weird little blackberries that there are out there and um, even blueberries. And, and so that, that takes up a lot of the room. And then there's just um, when there's um, things like two for one pork tenderloin or something like that, I'll, I'll buy six and then I've got them for, you know, one a month for six months. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, it's that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so they're, they are pretty much organized. Something like the the um, 
and they're in the basement and uh, you know they're it looks like I'm a serial murderer oh well but, <laughs> <laughs> but um um the, something like the pizza dough I just drop it in the freezer that's in the kitchen you know right associated with the refrigerator and then I remember that it's there and, and that's where I have things like quart bags of ground up garlic and um um basil and olive oil and ginger things that I use all the time that's what that's where I have that right so uh, uh, do you, are, are your uh, freezers in the basement, are they chest freezers or upright freezers? Well, there's both. Yeah. <laughs> I just wondered because I only have one, but it's a chest freezer. And what yeah, happens yeah. is that if something gets to the bottom... Yeah, you know, it becomes like this archaeological dig, and then yeah, (laughs) and then I sometimes don't even find it until I defrost, and then I'm like, oh, look at that, Uh, 2017. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I made that. I remember when I made that applesauce when I was five years younger. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's it's sad and disturbing, and I don't have a very good um, organization system because I get something that goes in the freezer yeah. and I toss yeah. it in there. So, you know, so much of what I have in there is either in court, um, zipper top bags or in like 24 ounce deli containers that I get, you know, just the, the cups with the lid on it that I get at the, the restaurant supply store. Yeah. And, um, so it's, you know how, like when you check out at Costco, they've got all those produce boxes and there's the ones that have kind of tall sides that are, um, like Mandarin orange boxes. Those yeah. ones. Um, I, I use those like drawers in the stand-up freezer. So the thing with the stand-up freezer is you can put some quart bags in there, but then they're all going to slide off each other if they get kind of tall. So I just use those boxes as drawers. So the boxes are marked and they're full of stuff. And, and I have one freezer that those banker boxes, you know, those file boxes yeah. fit in just perfect. And so so that's, that's how stuff is organized. And I think if I didn't have fake drawers in the stand-up ones that it would really be awful yeah that's really a great tip that's a great tip linda perkins oh i'm thanking you (laughs) (laughs) seriously yeah well and then you know how you talk about going through your freezer like you know and finding stuff at the bottom i have found that there's kind of a similar problem with this pandemic and and normally in the summer everything is so fresh and and delicious and in the fall you know things are being harvested and I have a CSA but what I've found because I'm going to the store so infrequently and because I'm really trying to stay out of public places is that I am not really eating super fresh food what I'm eating is the oldest thing first which is pretty much what I do in the winter you know yeah yeah yeah. Um, and not in the summer and so for me it's kind of feeling like I didn't even have a summer cooking um, um, time. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It makes sense. Also, we had, uh, uh, in addition to the p- pandemic, we embellished the pandemic by having a very bizarre summer with smoke from fires. And I'm yeah, not yeah. even complaining about the smoke from fires because we didn't have a fire where we live. But yeah. still, uh, there were we did not have the massive amount of sunshine that we normally uh, you know at least we get like a week at a time or something with sun it, yeah. it seemed like sun was very sporadic this summer we just had haze yeah. yeah and we never really had i know that we had a couple of uh, what people around here call hot days i ran into a friend at the grocery store the other day and she was uh wilting because it got to be 80 <laughs> 
I'm standing there. I'm standing there in my boots and corduroy shirt going, really? Well, because we all have our own thermostat, don't we? And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not willing to take off my sweatshirt till it hits 90. I'm just not. Yeah. Well, and then our whole lives have become like songs from the 60s, 60s smoke on the water and purple haze and yeah. right. fire in the sky. <laughs> oh, we could do a whole playlist of... <laughs> yeah, questionable yeah. music choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I have to. Uh, um, we have a neighbor whose a shop burned down a few days ago, and I thought my oh. first thought, and and thank God I have Dale. My first thought was, oh, I should make a cake with flames on the side. And he's like, no, 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 I don't. No, he lost the Corvette. I don't think that would be appropriate. <laughs> oh, oh, especially if you put a little toy Corvette on the top. So mean. <laughs> no. no. But I was going to make fluffy gray frosting. Oh, God. You're so, so insane. You're so insane. No, no, no. He wouldn't, he's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. Yes, <laughs> For yes. so many yeah, really, things. Like, I mean, it wasn't even five minutes later. I'm like, oh, thank God I have him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, I want to ask you if you ever make croquettes. No, I don't. Um, and, um, like Andy Catalano makes these absolutely delicious trout ones. And, yeah. um, I, oh. I wish I did, but I, I just don't, I, I don't know if, um, I've had his example and I think there's, there's no way if I sold my soul and, you know, my, my tissue after I'm dead that I could have enough finesse. There's nothing I could do to have the amount of finesse to even, you know, make half of, of what he's done. So I don't know if I'm like intimidated from having his. How about you? Well, I'm just tempted to try them. I've had really good ones before at, um, oh, I, we used to work on the road a lot, and we always would make a detour in Pennsylvania, Dutch country, to go to the Gap Diner because their croquettes were so great. Wow, okay. I, I've, uh, I've had s- some lovely ones, and certainly Andy's are like the acme of croquettes. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, um, I'm I'm tempted to try some just because uh, you know I have time now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this would be the time to do it. Yeah, so I'm thinking that I might try some, and I guess I will. And then next time we talk, I can report in on them. But but the other thing about croquettes, well, there's uh, also baked croquettes, but generally speaking, croquettes are in oil, and I'm you know lazy, yeah. so I tend to stay yeah. away from. <laughs> I tend to stay away from things that require lots of hot oils spattering yeah. around the the yeah. counter. But um, there's a lot of great things out of the garden, out of the freezer, and out of the pantry that you can put in croquettes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I need to not be so chicken. Well, um, one of those cookbooks that I bought had a recipe for, have you ever made New Brunswick stew? I have not, and I don't know that I've ever, I mean, I know what it is, but I don't think I've ever even eaten it. Yeah, well, I didn't even know what it is, and and so, um, but I've heard those words, you know, maybe in like reading it in books, oh, sure. we had New Brunswick stew or something, and so there was a recipe, and it was it was um, in the, I think it's the Phoenicia Diner cookbook, and it was towards the front of the book, and usually people kind of put their good recipes up front, you know, yeah. that, that, that might just be, maybe I just try the ones up front, and that's why I think that, but but um, I got the stuff to make it, so that's something I'll make before next time. But it's pork and chicken, lima beans, corn, and barbecue sauce. And, and it just doesn't sound good to me, but I'm going to try. I just want to see what it is. Yeah. And I think the reason it doesn't sound good to me is because most of the time I use 
like a pretty sweet barbecue sauce if I'm making ribs. Yeah. And I don't like sweet meat things. I don't like Thai food that's sweet. I don't like sweet curries. I, I really much prefer it when it's savory. The, I, I really only like sweet when it's barbecue sauce on something that you've grilled. Yeah. And um, so I think I'll just try to find a different barbecue sauce than the one that I normally use. And I think that that might help. Yeah. So, um, and, and probably you could, you know, you could probably make your own barbecue sauce and thereby have exactly what you want. Um, yeah. But I don't have a good barbecue sauce recipe. And I've tried several. Yeah, I don't really I, I always, either. And and I, I don't like want a ton of it. You know, I don't want a ton yeah, of it laying around. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and you can, you know, take them down from a vat, but there's always so many ingredients. Yeah. And then um, um, I always like the ones I buy better. Yeah, me too. We yeah. are running out of time. No. I know. How does it happen? Yak, yak, <laughs> yak. That's how it happens. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, we need to say goodbye. So I want to just thank you, Linda Perkins, so much. And I will uh, meet you on the radio in a couple weeks. Thank you, Marianne. I'm going to go take my apron off now. Okay. <laughs> Encourage everybody to go to coastradio.org, make a donation. Thank you so much.